0: Documentaries are a powerful and effective way of bridging the gap between worlds, breaking through to new audiences that wouldn't otherwise be engaged. In essence, not preaching to the choir. Olivia Wilde Welcome to the revisionist history podcast where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul and in today's episode we're going to be looking at a specific type of filmmaking that presents history to us in interesting and compelling ways. Sometimes in ways that we don't even realize. I want to take a look today at 10 excellent documentaries that you need to see. Let's get started. Now, when most people hear the word documentary, something very specific usually comes to mind. Depending on your age, it might be the terrible documentaries you saw in school in the 1960s and 1970s, or Jacques Cousteau and his Adventures on the Calypso, or more recently, the David Attenborough Planet Earth series. For nearly everyone, the word will conjure the image of a lion creeping silently across the African savanna, stealthily stalking a gazelle for dinner. Now, All these are indeed documentaries, but they barely scratch the surface of an art form that, after all, has its own category at the Academy Awards. In fact, they show up in two categories, Best Documentary Feature and Best Documentary Short Subject. Now, those are typically awarded off-air, which is why you've probably never heard of them. And even if they have a famous narrator like Tom Hanks, you won't see them covered on Entertainment Tonight. And that's a shame, because many of them are light years better than... Than the latest episode of the voice or the bachelor with all the streaming services available today the number of documentaries you can choose from is almost overwhelming covering every possible subject the most common ones at the moment at least are in the areas of true crime and music along with a surprising number of profiles of former wwe wrestlers i didn't say every documentary was good Now, while I've loved documentaries since I was a kid, it took the various lockdowns over the past two years to move me to the point that I will seek them out even before the latest action movie. That's because while nearly all action movies, no matter how enjoyable, are basically the same, every documentary is different. The 10 films I'm gonna list here show just how different, and all are ones that I've watched or rewatched recently. Each one's available on at least one platform with several on multiple platforms, and I will indicate that by each one. I also want to say that while they're not specifically, most of them are not specifically about history, they're not specifically about a war or a battle or something like that, they do tell history because documentaries, by their very nature, tell us about our past. And our past is our history. So again, let's get started. First up, we have The Booksellers, which is available on Amazon Prime came out in 2019. Now, it shouldn't be a shock to anyone who knows that I'm a former bookseller, that this one leads off my list. It's set in the world of antiquarian booksellers and collectors, and it's a fascinating look at the history of book collecting, and booksellers as well, and also the challenges that the 21st century holds for the trade. This trade's existed almost unchanged for the previous 500 years, so these changes that have happened since the advent of the internet are pretty massive. And by the end you're going to want to be a book collector if you're not already and that's definitely a good thing number two joan didion the center will not hold it's on netflix from 2017. now i was aware that joan didion was a giant in the world of journalism and one of the best essayists who ever lived but prior to watching this film which was directed by actor griffin dunn who also happens to be her nephew i knew very little about her life and what an amazing life it was You want to talk about the history of pop culture. She was a magnet, drawing in everyone from Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin to Martin Scorsese and Harrison Ford, who actually worked as a carpenter at her house pre-Star Wars. The latter part of the film, which shows how she dealt with multiple family tragedies through writing, is particularly moving. Number three, California Typewriter. It's on Amazon Prime and it was released in 2016. I freely admit that I'm a Luddite. It would not break my heart at all to wake up and find that smartphones and the internet no longer exist. But I don't just love typewriters because of my disdain for technology. I still occasionally use one when writing a novel because it's a tactile experience and watching the finished pages pile up gives me a sense of accomplishment. This look into the admittedly niche world of typewriter enthusiasts, including the aforementioned Tom Hanks, will make you yearn for the days when we sat in front of a battered Smith Corona instead of a computer screen. Number four, The Magic of Heineken on Amazon Prime 2014. This is for all you beer lovers especially. You probably know Heineken best from their iconic green bottle or maybe from their sometimes off-the-wall commercials. But did you know that Heineken is still owned by the Heineken family 150 years after its founding? I didn't, and that's just one of the many cool historical facts I learned in this compelling documentary. By the end, you'll definitely want an ice-cold Heineken. Now this next one falls squarely into the area of history and something that occasionally runs into revisionist history as I've talked about before on this podcast, Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. It's on Netflix from 2020. As I said, I've written several articles here about the mafia and read more books about them than I care to admit. I can say with confidence that this 3 part series is one of the best you'll find. And while it does cover their history in America, the main focus is on the FBI's efforts in the late 1970s and early 1980s to finally break the mob stranglehold on New York City. Number six, this is a robbery, the world's biggest art heist. Also on Netflix from 2021. And what could be better than a deep dive into the biggest art theft in US history, one that remains unsolved 32 years later? This look at the 1990 heist at Boston's Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum that made off with $500 million in artwork, including Rembrandt's 1633 painting, The Storm on the Sea of Galilee, re-examines the evidence and the theories with a fresh eye. As for you amateur sleuths out there, the $10 million award for the return of the paintings is still available. Number seven, Nora Ephron, Everything is Copy, on HBO Max from 2015. Like the Joan Didion documentary, Everything is Copy is more than just a biography of a great writer and filmmaker. It's a look into the mind of a woman who broke the proverbial glass ceiling in every arena she entered and managed to be funny while doing it. This film was made by her son, Jacob Bernstein, and, also like the Didion documentary, gives an insider's view you typically don't get. Number eight, The Love Me When I'm Dead, Netflix, 2018. This documentary chronicles the making of Orson Welles' final film, The Other Side of the Wind, which he started in 1970 and was not released until 2018, a full 33 years after the great director's death. It's a peek into the mind of a filmmaking genius who struggled his whole life to be remembered for more than just Citizen Kane. Number nine, The Irish Pub on Amazon Prime, 2013. I have occasionally talked about my my Italian heritage on this podcast, but this film about the pubs of Ireland and those stalwart souls who run them brought my Irish roots solidly to the forefront. Drinking establishments with any character have become a rarity in the United States. In Ireland, pubs with character are the norm, as are the characters who frequent them. Number 10. We wrap up with one that is straight history, secrets of great British castles on Netflix, from 2015. Far too often, historical documentaries are boring, which is crazy because history is so damn interesting. Combining history and architecture could have been a recipe for disaster, but the 12 episodes of Dan Jones's series are among the favorite shows I've watched during the pandemic era. As I said earlier, there are a plethora of great documentaries available today, and these 10 just, stra- just scratched the surface, but they're a great place to start. Check them out